Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh and mediocre films of movie history I think I switched movie and film that time Because I was just trying to well, make a all It's intro. a new year, it's a new, it's a new dawn Yeah, yeah, yeah new year, we can swap up. them around um, I'm Cassandra I'm Matt. And I'm James. <laughs> but not just James Kane. I am James Hancock. That's right. James <laughs> is a short name for John. James Hancock Kane. Were you trying to think of something that you could make yourself? Yeah. Like James like Madison founding. Kane? Yeah, I was thinking of James the founding. James Madison Kane, that's pretty good. I was thinking of the founding fathers. And, James uh, Monroe Kane. Okay. Nothing yeah. was coming. So uh, yeah. just went for the old John Hancock. Yeah. Because the secret names and what's everyone else's names? Well, uh, unfortunately, Cassandra is not an easy name for you to just like appellate a, a, a fancy surname onto to make um, no. into an American historical figure. You're like Cassandra um, Washington. Or <laughs> 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 we'll just go further back. You have a Cassandra from from Greek myth. Yeah. Uh, and Matt, is there a, a famous Matthew? No. 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 <laughs> just the saint. Yeah. 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 And the Apostle. Yeah. And the other ones. Um, no, I don't think there are any founding fathers that are called Matthew. Matthew. It's a shame. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Slander Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, how's everyone doing? It is a new year. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. And I'm feeling good. Great. I'm um, feeling tired and giggly. I just came in from Auckland Went straight here from the flight. Just straight from the airport yeah. to your earbuds, everybody. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey. <laughs> we did watch a film. From my earbuds to my <laughs> air to on my the listening buds. <laughs> to my on the earbuds. <laughs> to you, buds. Um, no. Uh, yeah, it's just my jet setting lifestyle, obviously. Mm. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, I feel tired, but I'm sure I'll feel great after we get into it. Yeah. How are you feeling, Cass? I'm feeling good. I'm just delighted that uh, I got to share this film with you guys oh, um, yeah. because yeah. this was a my suggestion one. Um, but we'll talk about what it is soon or, or later. I guess but... it's it's worth doing a quick disclaimer or like cultural like touch point in terms of if you're listening listening to this later that we actually picked this film uh late last year i mean we've got the receipts i hinted at it at the end of our Indeed. last episode yes. so, Slash, like uh you know listen to tom whaley i told you that we were doing this and also last time i look, saw you the thing that we're getting at is in the past week <laughs> there have been real life events that <laughs> but vaguely mirror national, yeah. but not really, I would yeah. say, actually. Yeah. I but think you, know, yeah, now, you were concerned about this, and I was like, I don't think it's close enough I mean, for there to be a concern. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's just not something that we've been like, ha-ha, yeah. let's be like a cultural touchstone and do no, this. it was just luck. Classic yeah. James so Madison Kane. If, yeah. you're, if you're listening uh, way in advance, this is the Trump supporters and the white supremacists um, raiding uh, the Capitol, the coup that occurred in... Uh, in January and within like the first week of, of yeah. 2021 starting 2021 out as yeah. chaotic as it intends to probably continue oh totally mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. being dads and whatnot 
Well, yeah. I mean, being dead and, and writing the capital two very different texts. So it's such a, cult, it's a cultural moment. Yeah. <laughs> if you would, if I do say so myself. Mm. And uh, talking of culture, should we get to pop corner? Pop 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 corner. Uh, yeah, so I've got a couple of a couple of films that James and I watched. Some films, you week. say? A, a few films. Been going to the cinema. The cinema and also our couch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where's um, that at? Yeah, the uh, couch. It's it's, it's mm-hmm. extremely exclusive. Okay, uh, oh, I don't man. think you'd be allowed in there. That's fair. You know, you know. Um, there's a certain class of clientele at the couch. Yeah, um, potatoes. But we. Agri <laughs> <laughs> um, is only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so James and I both watched both films. So I'm not sure. I'll take one, and I guess okay, you can right. take. I got other stuff. I'm my, I'm my own person. So yeah, right. you pick whichever one. Um, so yeah, I guess first we saw Promising Young Woman at the Embassy uh, earlier this week. Um, I'm, I'm seeing it on Tuesday. I won't give you any spoilers. Uh, okay. I really enjoyed it though. I think That's it's really good. good. Well, um, judging from your Twitter, you didn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I would strongly recommend it. It's like a really like funny and smart and also like, you know, that's like, like bittersweet, um, and, um, yeah, like interesting kind of, um, I guess 21st century feminist film, um, that has really fantastic casting, uh, like music Mm. scoring is like incredible. It's, It's sort of like, I feel like there's a certain kind of standard, like, oh, we put this pop song in here and then we do it in a different way thing that's kind of become quite pat in modern filmmaking and, like, Emerald Fennel's choices, or at least whoever her music coordinator is that worked on this, um, are, like, even more left-wing. It sort of manages to surprise you in a way that you think that music choices (laughs) no longer would surprise you in film, which is great. Well, that's good Um, to hear. Yeah, all the performances are really well-pitched. How's Carrie? Carrie's, Carrie's good. Yeah. Carrie's great. You yeah. know what? I mean, Carrie has been low-key serving for a whole decade and how long ever she's been in our consciousness. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like she's always, well, like, a lot of the time she's had to, like, play, like, the ingenue this or whatever. This feels like a very and, like, different oh, role education what I've seen her do before. Like, yeah. go, but, I, like, did, I didn't realize that I really loved Carrie until recently. Like, I don't know. I guess, like, the blowing up of Promising Young Woman has kind of, like, made me reflect that I do really appreciate her. I mean, her in Shame, she's amazing. Yeah. Her in um, well, and she steals Wildlife. A lot. She steals oh, she's that, so good. that oh, moment God. in Shame because, like, you know, she's we're just so singing good New York, New York. And it's like, no, she doesn't, she, yeah, she doesn't get, like, a lot of screen time, but the, the time that she has is Also, really weirdly, like, they play brother and sister, but they had that sexual weird energy. sexual that's yeah. right. I did not like that film. No. Um, but I did like Promising <laughs> Young Woman, which is, yeah. I would also just say, don't, I feel like it is a, like one of those misleading trailer type situations. It very fun in the where trailer. It, it's definitely like, Quote, the unquote. trailer has a particular film that it is selling to you, and yeah. it is not that film, so be ready for it to not be that film. But I think what it is, is actually much more clever. That's and cool. much more interesting. Yeah, I think like, yeah, yeah you, it, it looked like it was kind of like a revenge thriller, Kill Bill kind of vibe. Yeah. Where, um, but she's... in fact, it was one where I came out of it, apparently it is R18, and I do not for the life of me know why it is. Mm. It's one of those ones where I was like, why? Um, yeah, I also yeah. think it's like, it's not on a because lot of people's wrong. kind of radar. So like, I've been telling people about it, and they're like, oh, what's that one? Oh, so like, it, and it's not showing a lot in, in, in cinemas in, in New Zealand. So uh, I highly recommend going and, and seeking it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad that Emerald Fennel seems to have done a good job because, oh, Killing Eve season two onwards. No. 
needed Phoebe. She was just I season she one. Needed Phoebe. I thought she was in season one as well, or is she just only? Or is she only season two? Well, she she's um, season one, yeah. No, season one is Phoebe. Is it just Phoebe? She was the showrunner, yeah. and then the presence or the lack of presence of Phoebe was felt when Emerald I see. started running the show in season two. Oh, okay. I did not watch season two of Killing Eight, so yeah, I no, we dropped off. Okay. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. But yeah, so very strong. Um, then the other film that we saw, would you like to talk about, James? No, you're good. Go for it. Um, I got other stuff. Yeah, great. Uh, so <laughs> he's, he's got other stuff. I actually saw a lot of other things. Okay. Um, yesterday we saw First Cow. Um, oh, I love First Cow. Which... Should we do a little synopsis? Because we didn't really for promising. Oh but... yeah, but I don't want to give a synopsis for promising. Okay, got it. So I think it's a spoiler thing. Yeah, I that's something First you should Cow, watch, yeah. guys. Um, and you can see it in the cinemas. First Cow has been out for a while, or slash mm. is around for you to find somewhere, I guess, probably. It is, yeah. It's through been, some means yeah. on the internet. Um, it's at least online. Yeah. Uh, so basically it is set back in the time of, like, the early explorations in Oregon, like mm. this sort of settlement kind of period. Um, and it sort of follows two men who are both, like, in different ways, like, uniquely unsuited to, like, the very, sort of Western style of, gentlemen. like... Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, gentlemen in the of gentility. Yeah, soft, gentle people. Yeah. And very tender and very sweet. Um, and it's, yeah, about their sort of encounter with the uh, first cow that is brought into the territory, mm. the first cow of Oregon, um, which uh, is owned by a local aristocrat and whose milk they start to steal for a business plan of their own. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's really, it's like, I would say, like, be prepared for the fact that it is quite a slow film. Um, it's I think a, it was sort of settling yeah, into it for a while. Film, so. Um, but it's just like, uh, I think the, the choices, like every choice that is made in it, I was very excited by it. Like I think it was the right film. choice. Good soft boy energy. Yeah. And the casting is wonderful. Both of the like sort of central performers are really good, but also just like the sort of scripting of it. It's very like spare because it's so quiet. But and it's slow. so rich. But yeah. yeah, like every sort of moment means so much. And yeah. You can extrapolate so much about the world and masculinity and the American dream and capitalism and all of these different interesting things that it's, it's playing with, but in such a subtle and like, yeah, sweet way. Yeah, okay, but you're bearing the lead cast. Evie the cow, <laughs> the lead. I mean, Viola Davis, who? Frances McDormand, what? Carrie Mulligan, get out. Maria Bakalova, who are you? The Meg, you can go home. Oh my god. Wow. We've got this a new lady in town. Shots fired. This, the store, <laughs> Miss Evie, the first cow, the first woman, even, Eve. The way she enters uh, the film. Majestic. Is, she yeah. is just... Such a shot. Looking about, chilling out, big, beautiful eyes. And she's got, like, chemistry with everyone. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. effortless work. Evie, such a generous actress. Mm. Yeah. Did you know that you can buy a cameo of Evie the cow? Really? Yes. Yeah. I would love that. We'll find out how much it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how she's feeling on the day. Yeah. And how much Not sure she still she does it, but I know that it, it has been it has been done. A, a yeah. cameo. A cameo. A, ca- a cal- Camus. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, no! Uh, but, so that's it's everything. But I've everyone, done. everyone, yeah. <laughs> first. First cow. Okay. First, yeah. I was like, That's first beautiful. wives club. Also watch that, but also watch first cow. And so think, for you, the, the men's first wife was the cow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in terms of its slow pace, like, I mean, there are films, and I'm going to be talking about one where, like, yeah, submerging into that kind of slow pace can take a while, but I don't know, right off the bat with first cow, maybe it was just like the soft boy energy, as you're saying. Oh my I was, God, but also like, right Elia Shokat, like literally just like. What a cameo. Yeah, I know. Just like, is that Elia? 
you sure, Ken? <laughs> There's a, yeah, like a modern timeline where she's just yeah. digging up. She's just pulling in Christopher Plums. Yeah. yeah. And you'll find out what that means yeah. in a little bit. Okay, reader. Everybody else, what did you? What have you been watching, Matt? I've got a few. So James, you go now. Okay. I know. Yeah, I was. I was working my segue here. So in right. terms of like slow made films, uh, uh, I checked out uh, Nomadland, which mm. I can highly recommend. I love both, Nomadland. Both to experience yourself, but then also a pitch perfect parent watching experience yeah because oh, yeah? both mum and dad and they have very different viewing interests as you know and i do too uh we all collectively love mm. this film so this is the new film by chloe Zhao, and it's uh got francis mcdormand uh playing a um a woman who lives in like a caravan yeah. not even a caravan a francis van. mcdormand am i right <laughs> what's her? her name is fern in the film and everyone else yeah, is using fern. their real names except oh. for her she's fern yeah. not fern <laughs> <laughs> Just a little tweak. Yeah. Um, and she is, uh, it's about her story of like a, a town that was like completely like destitute mm. after. Um, Empire. Yeah, town of empire. Uh, and she's lost her husband and she's trying to keep all of her possessions um, as much as she can hold on to in this one van. And she's traveling around and uh, kind of finds a community there and it's kind of looking at how yeah capitalism talking of capitalism mm. american capitalism can kind of chew people out and um just leave them high and dry uh yeah and it's such a beautiful film another like real slow burn oh, it's so beautiful yeah but uh like casey musgraves beautiful album uh it is it is it pays off in uh what I said, I said slow burn, and I wanted to impress Matt with my that's music. That's a track. Knowledge. That's not an album. Well, it's the first track on Golden Hour. Okay, okay. I was like, watch album, same trailer, real, different track. It's a real Golden Hour to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are some beautiful Look, Golden Hours in the film. Some um, sunsets. Honestly, I was not a fan of Franny in um, a Three Billboards, Three but. She definitely earned her second Oscar for Nomadland. She's not going to win because she won just two years ago. It's and such, it's a very internal performance. Man, but the performance... But like, her work is beautiful. She tell, like, she, and she lays it all down the line. Yeah. and like It's, it's a very bare performance. Really pulled back. But there are like these little moments where like She's so Fern good. just wants to get out. She wants to leave. She's like a yeah. deer in headlights when she wants to run. She's like, okay, bye. And she'll just like leave the scene. And you're like, yeah. Oh my goodness, what is the psychology of this and character? Apart from Francis McDormand and David Strathairn, everyone else is played by non-actors. And there is oh. this particular um, scene by this woman called um, Swanky. Swanky. Her name is right. Charlene Swanky, but she's credited as just Swanky in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's got a beautiful monologue. Yeah. It's a cunt mess. So, yes, and it, it will make you feel things and feel some hope and sadness. And yeah, there's, there's something about the movie that, you know, like, there's so much beauty within like the cruelness that's like underpinning all of it you know like it's like people being pushed out to like you know seek this freedom for Mm. themselves because you know the government doesn't care for them um but also just so much joy and beauty and and and, yeah yeah I i love the film and you have the presence of like like having to work for like Amazon and stuff like that, just mm. packaging things, these huge kind of corporations that they have to like work for a little bit and then move on. Yeah, it's it's a really incredible film. And um, I am so curious to see what her next film is going to be like. The, oh, the Eternals. Eternals with um, uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, um, and his chiseled jaw. Getting swole. Yes. Because it's just so counter yeah. to... He's been eating a lot of cake, eh, Emily? Yeah. 
at, at, at so, and the internet's been really mean to him about it. For I some know. Reason. Lay off of him. Yeah, but I'm so curious how that'll turn out because, like, that I, movie, very that whole conceit and the Marvel engine is so counter to everything in this film. I'm, I'm curious, but I mean, you know, uh, I love that she's though. getting that opportunity. Yeah. Get that money. Absolutely. Get yeah. that money. It's Barry the same Jenkins as Barry doing Jenkins, yeah. Lion yeah. King too. Like, yeah. I mean, so curious as to how that'll turn out. Yeah. Um, my other film, which I don't, like, I also shared with Matt, so and it might be something for you to talk about because oh yeah, yeah go on. My, my experience with it was yeah a little different was uh, another parent viewing. Um, Is it Soul? Yeah, Soul. Okay, cool. um, <laughs> which I think, in terms of my positives, absolutely beautiful lighting, like looks incredible, oh, it looks amazing. Like, and that sounds like it's beautiful like, gowns, but it's not like especially <laughs> the scenes with the jazz. Yeah, beautiful jazz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that like I I just like they cracked like how that that, that oh, beautiful, beautiful like like yeah. light dappling through the trees when he's sitting down like really really beautiful um, uh, cityscapes as well um, and and character design but uh, yeah that, I found it like quite an interesting film my 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 parents connected with it a little bit uh, more than me uh, but I think that there is a lot of really strong. Uh, why did didn't you connect with it, James? Why didn't I connect with Unpack it? Unpack for the listeners. Like, it just feels like I, I... I don't know if that... Um, it just feels like a, a, I wanted a more meditative, like... I don't know, like, if, if you're doing an adult film, which it kind of, like, half feels like it is, like, actually do an adult film, it's like that plus chase sequences, like, I don't know who exactly it was for... Like, because it, it was, like, stuck right in the middle of, like, two things. So, um, yeah, it's, it's if you don't know it, I mean, it's kind of everywhere, but it's um, it's about a jazz musician who uh, is always trying to chase his career, and then um, just before he gets his big break, he dies, and then um, is able to, like, swap his body mm. um, with uh, a entity that hasn't been born yet and doesn't want to be born, and... Yeah, gradually across the course they discover um, why life is special. And there's some stuff that's really beautiful, like small kind of isolated kind of moments. I like the first 15 minutes where like he was like, you know, finding his kind of passion, getting in something called the zone. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and the, the kind of final few moments really emotionally moved me. But I mean, like for something about like telling these stories about life and death, I felt like it felt like kind of inert and kind of like, calculated and everything had to be like specifically put into a place and, and kind of literalized there were so many like metaphors going on that it was like inside out on speed and um yeah it was when like the, the, there were so many of those kind of situations of like what happens when you're like anxious and you shut off and what happens like you know when you're in the zone and this and that that I was uh yeah it just didn't really uh connect with me too much well I loved it I think it is, like, I mean, it's not a kid's movie. Like, the ki- if I was a kid seeing this, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. But I think it's beautifully adult and abstract more than most um, Pixar movies. Um, and the things that they say about life and purpose is just, like, uh, beautiful. And also, I don't think I've seen it tackled as much in film and realized in such a you know, like the classic Pixar way, like, um, yeah, and I think I connected with it more because it is a bit more adult, and, um, yeah, I don't know, I just liked it. 
So I have to see this film so that I can be the tiebreaker. I know. Absolutely. I'm not saying that there aren't yeah. beautiful moments in it. Like, I mm. think that thing of appreciating, like, a slice of pizza more than, like, your your whole art and kind of career, I think there's some really, like, beautiful observations there. But, uh, yeah, just as a whole, I'm not sure if it totally worked for me. Another thing that totally didn't work that I feel like could be a future mixed bag is Brave. What a weird film. Oh, my film. God. I did not, like, <laughs> what a low, like, what a C-grade Pixar film. <laughs> Uh, Chaos and Making Science. Sorry, just as a, so cut this bit out, just I can hear you like scratching your leg. Like, oh, yeah. Really <laughs> nice. Yeah, so those are my thighs. I am a living human yeah. being. Um, uh, <laughs> James tells us off whenever we make sounds on the recording. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Thai. Thai. <laughs> <laughs> as in the food and the people. And the, that's dumb. That's a dumb joke. My thighs? My thighs? <laughs> yeah, because some people say thigh food, and I'm like, that's not. I have never heard someone say thigh food. I heard someone thigh say food. it recently, and because I just, like, cracked up laughing. It's quite funny. <laughs> it's like this one time. I mean, I'm pretty sure Thai food is not exactly the right pronunciation I, probably, either if you're speaking right. it correctly. I just but... love... Someone <laughs> said um, I was in line at this, like, Malaysian thing, and someone said Nazi Goreng once. Also cracked me up. What? <laughs> cracked me up. I mean, I can see just... it. And like, yeah, like, that. it's a pretty easy mistake to make, to be honest. Yeah. If you've never heard anybody else order it. Yeah. And look at uh, it. You're seeing it on there. Like, oh, but, Nazi you know. Goreng. Oh no! <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm rubbing my my ties and uh, um, rubbing my ties. Yeah, yeah. Talking of Nazis, no, let's not talk about that. Um, yeah. So brave. I won't get into it too much because I do think it is actually a, a potential kind of mixed bag. Um, but, yeah, we should watch yeah. it sometime. Yeah, if you've seen it, it's, I don't like it. It's wild. Never seen it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's not good. That's fine. Matt, how about your, your viewing? Um, cool. So in terms of film, I wanted to talk about a couple of films that I saw recently. One of them is called Let Them All Talk, which is the new Steven Soderbergh. Oh, and, that one with the oh, trailer. Cool. Yeah, that one with the trailer and with, mm. with, oh, with, with Meryl up, upcoming and... actress <laughs> Cheryl. I think her name is Cheryl Meep. Mary Louise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, she's actually she's solid in this one. Um, I thought Kenneth Berg and Diane Weiss were really good. And apparently Meryl worked for like 25 cents for this film. Wow. So, okay, Meryl, good on ya. Um, yeah, it's a bit like loose, like kind of, apparently it was like improvised. A lot of the, the dialogue was improvised and it shows, but like sometimes it shows in beautiful ways. How is um, one of the six? What? You, you know that. Your six favorite Lucas. Your six favorite Lucas, <laughs> how it was. Oh, oh, yeah, he's okay. Um, no, he was fine, actually. Um... He has a little romance with Gemma Chan. Um, um, I don't know. It's like perfectly fine. It's like a cool experiment. I did like how low key it was. It's definitely better than the laundromat. It's all um, kind of catered around like, didn't he collaborate with a cruise ship and like, mm. oh, we'll shoot it on here. and Yeah. And apparently he was just like in a wheelchair with like his, you know, camera just like going around, <laughs> like capturing this film. And um, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, it's a surprising film about, like, life and legacy and all of that stuff as well. Could be kind of boring sometimes, but, like, you know. Um, and the other film I wanted to highlight is Santa Metal with um, Riz Ahmed and... Oh. Have you guys heard of that film? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, where he's, like, Sorry, a metal drummer and he goes deaf and he's probably going to get nominated for... Um, I have not heard anything actor. about this film. Uh, it's cool. Yes. Yeah. Have okay. you seen, like, the shot where everyone's like, oh, my God, Riz Ahmed looks so hot? Like, that's so been going around on Twitter. He's, like, blonde. Yeah, and he's on, he's like, tatted he's up. on the drums. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, the film is pretty solid. Sound design is really cool because they, like... 
you can kind of get into the like space of like you know someone who loses their hearing and like um and you know it'll i don't want to spoil anything too much but like you'll be very impressed um and there's this like other actor in it who is i think is deaf paul racy i don't know if he's a professional actor but he's so heartbreaking in it as well and i'm just glad riz is breaking out again um i feel that they could include like sign language a little bit more in the film that it's yeah, okay so. to yeah, yeah, hear yeah. audience unfortunately but um but he does really good work and yeah. i just i'm always rooting for him um his best work uh is he part of the uh is he getting the, the star wars manets i guess he he was in rogue one I yeah think? but he everyone yeah. died in that right uh, yeah yeah i think his best work is in the um charlie xcx video for boys yeah um, where he oh, which really again and it's I don't want to. I feel like this is a spoiler, but the opening part of Promising Young Woman is a boys' remix, which is um, extremely well deployed. Okay, <laughs> run, don't walk, then. Yeah. Um, yeah, things I want to talk about. Okay, look, I really want to talk about this like hilarious thing that happened over the break. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, what? Like, so like Alec Baldwin's wife, Ilaria Baldwin. Hilaria. Hilaria. <laughs> Hillary, whatever, Thomas. Yeah. Uh, just rocked my life for like a few yeah. days. For those that have not been aware of this particular, mostly Twitter-based scandal, um, yeah, Hilaria has uh, been unmasked as being pretending to be from Spain. It's, it's so funny because she's like... how many years? It's such a harmless scandal, but it's so funny. Like yeah. she's impersonating out of the white person. Um, but it's but it's a spicy white. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a spicy a, white. It's a more like yeah. interesting and she's like type born of white. She's like... Oh, she's, it's what, it's, it's when she was like, what is, is cucumber? Uh, what, what, uh, how you say in English? Okay. Girl. Also, I mean, children are called like Carmen and like, it's just, it's just Rafael. like, yeah, yeah, it's very Spanish names. And it's just like, every part of this is so funny because that video that Alec Baldwin released. Oh, I did consider not watch with the, the sound source. On. Oh my God. <laughs> Why is it so funny? Everything about this I is don't know so if I, w- I saw that video. Fun- oh, you have to. It's just, oh, it's so stupid. Um, but everything about this just made my name. It's so funny. Every time I think about it, it's just, it's so funny. Yeah. It's an excellent, yeah, bit of bit of celebrity scandal, yeah scandal has she like owned up to it she has point? owned yeah. up to it but she's just like you don't know my history i'm like a mix of like i'm a citizen blah, blah, blah. of the world and she, oh. she, she, was, she was like you know what spanish people are white i'm like yeah <laughs> yes. that's why it's so funny and that's why it's like a harmless scandal it's so stupid but it's still and dumb like yeah it's, still it's silly. so dumb yeah. there have been multiple other videos of other people other like like you know d-list celebrities yeah. that have been shown to be faking their accents as well like so i can't funny. remember it was like somebody julian was on anderson i'm show. on to you there was somebody who was on a tv show i think christopher plummer i'm on to you people from girls who was apparently pretending oh, to be english Jemima like whole, yeah yeah which yeah because uh, like she was interviewed with her younger sister yeah an Kirk, yeah and then they like the the host brought it up and the sister was just totally like was like <laughs> oh yeah she's faking like yeah she's well at least that's, since we're teens. at least like that was like you know they're self-aware about it i feel like well, or at, at least, least at least the younger sister yeah, was but like the older sister yeah. was like oh my god shut up like <laughs> yeah. yeah i but, can i because do, does hilaria act or is she just like i don't know I think she acts her whole life yeah, yeah. she's acting every day every damn life because i understand i mean i don't i don't support actors doing it but i understand like if you're 
Well, tr- well, I don't really understand but, it at all. Know, no, like, so some people like, do change. Like, I mean, trying if you're, to like become some people's people, accents like, do change. Like yeah. Charlize like, Theron's yeah. accent now is so uh, like generically American. Yeah. And obviously, you know, like if you saw a video from her from 1991 or something, she's got a very thick South African accent. But yeah. I feel like generally, if your accent changes because you move to different countries, yeah, that's that's a different yeah. thing to as opposed like I have decided. Yeah. I will be Spanish. Yeah, I like, was born <laughs> in Mallorca, and like, yeah. girl, your mom and dad are like. <laughs> Yeah. What as fuck? They are so waspy. You're from Massachusetts, one of the whitest states. I have known some people that seem to have like consciously like tweaked their voice a little bit. And it's funny every time. It is yeah, funny. It's quite funny. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I heard someone Sorry, say that it was just like the um the semester abroad, like on steroids. <laughs> like, it's like, wow, I just can't, I can barely remember to speak English anymore. I've yeah. been speaking in French so for one month. Dumb. I know that Anya Taylor Joy apparently has a has a thing where she well, she's like an ear. Yeah, she's yeah. like an ear but for it. But that's different from like, like I'm no, better conscious. No, than no, no. Again, it's conscious. I think. I think like Leia Salonga is the same thing. Like. Just people like wherever they like are, and they just like mimic the accent of the p- person speaking to them. Yeah. Mm. Um. You know, as long as it's not problematic, we're okay <laughs> with it. Um. I feel like that would be extra bad if like you did do that unconsciously. And yeah. Imagine if there was like a Jamaican interviewer yeah. and you were just like speaking patois back. <laughs> Um, yeah. I just got reminded of that girl. The little mix girl. <laughs> oh my god. To do the Jamaican Better. Am I uh, that? <laughs> um, she is not no longer um, a member of the Yeah, she's, she's exited. Yeah, no. RIP. Uh, please, let's finish popcorn. We have to go. Okay, story. okay, cool. <laughs> um, the other things I want to talk about is like, I finished the, the sequel to Call Me By Your Name, Find Me. It's okay. It like starts out pretty weak and then it gets better. Like, well, whatever. 2.5 stars. Um, uh, there is this new podcast that I'm, I just finished, I think, that I'm obsessed with called Chameleon, the Hollywood con queen and it's Ooh. so addictive yeah it sounds like yeah. cons Hollywood yeah. queen so it's this person who is like scamming like low level um, Hollywood people who are obviously desperate and like hungry for opportunity what, what era? Huh? Like it's now. Like, like 2012 onwards. Yeah. Oh. So. It's like an Anna Delvey style. Mm. Okay. Oh, I can't wait for the Anna Delvey miniseries. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I cannot wait. And the last thing I really want to talk about is the show that I love and binged. Oh my God, everyone go run and don't walk to see Ted Lasso, which is just like the funniest and most heartfelt show that I've seen in such a long time. I fell head over heels over it. I was like gonna watch an episode and then just like binge the whole thing and I had a smile on my face. To really attest to how time. much Matt likes Ted Lasso, he changed his Facebook cover photo to a poster. <laughs> yeah, I love Ted Lasso <laughs> and I love it because not a lot of people know about Ted Lasso and that's an extra appeal of Ted Lasso. So, so for two people that don't watch a lot of sports content, because I looked it up, I was like, oh what is it? Oh, sports. It's fine, like the sports, is, it's a comedy first and foremost. Right. It's, it's purely a setting. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of I like it's, very good. It's, like it's kind of like Shit's Creek meets and like Parks and Rec. That's that kind of like comedy vibe mm-hmm. mixed with some like sharp British humor, which I love. I think like emotional earnest humor. Americans do well. Sharp British humor, like put those in a blender. You get Ted Lasso and just like great character work. Juno Temple is a star. There's this actress there called Hannah Waddingham. She's great. And and Jason Sudeikis, oh, he's 
great and also very hot. Why would Olivia <laughs> Wilde leave him for Harry Styles? Damn great, am I right? Controversial opinion, perhaps. But yeah, the big Sudeik gross, is very week. hot. I can't picture who Jason Sudeikis is in my head. That's <sighs> all right. He's, uh, he's so hot. What's his big stuff? What's his biggest Ted Lasso. Like he <laughs> no, he's a, he was in, he was in um, 30 Rock. He was in uh, Sending Out Live. You'll, you'll, you'll know his face when you see him. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. And another face. That guy. Oh, that guy. That guy. <laughs> Am I right? Um, and another face that's very, very prominent in pop culture. Nicolas Cage. Oh. <laughs> that was a segue. Yeah. Uh, Feature presentation. All right, guys, it's time to <laughs> talk about National Treasure. God, it took us a fucking decade <laughs> to get here. Who was taking up so much time? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> we, we had a busy, you know, break. We gotta, we gotta catch up on all the time. It's been the holidays, guys. We, it's been pop culture out the wazoo. Yeah, look, the the world just exploded. Yeah. In this 2020, 2021 schism, um, schism. Schism. Mm, Miscellaneous. Schism. I don't know. Ah, sure, it's either or. Schism. You know? Wait, wait, what did you say before? Schism. Schism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds like shimmy or something. You know what is the schism? (laughs) Movie in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't know. So before we do the movie in a minute, what we normally tend to do is talk about each of our previous relationships. Oh, yeah. Also, guys. Uh, And the film being (laughs) National National Treasure. Treasure. I have announced like tw- two times, and you guys oh, just you? talked over oh, me sorry. both times. Terrible. Okay. Um, so uh, I was amazed, quite flabbergasted, to realize when I pitched this as a potential like big beginning or end of year film uh, that neither of the other hosts of this podcast had previously seen Shameful. National Treasure. Um, which I was like, what? It is a romp. It is a joyous time. Like you know, I remember watching this probably on DVD the year that it came out mm. um, with the fam. Uh, you know, I talked to my mother earlier today and said that we were doing this on the podcast today. Um, and she was like, oh, I remember that one. That one was pretty good. So clearly it left an impression because if my mother remembers a film, then clearly it was yeah. at least like pretty good. Um, and Matt and I are bringing our cold philosophical eye to this mm. film yeah. to ensure that Cass has not, uh, uh, had rose tinted glasses. I mean, Cass. Rose tinted bifocals. Yeah. Right, by Cass Frank's has himself. historically... Run wild, <laughs> abandoned with her opinions. Yes, the her, mixed bag. That her nostalgia has not tainted uh, her, this. Her famously cloudy and um, I don't know, just like erratic judgment. <laughs> Similar to how how light would make the Declaration of Independence fade and warp with time, so too maybe Cass's memories have with National Treasure. So, James, do you have? Any, like, context around National Treasure? Previously to today. I have imbibed Nicolas Cage's filmography here and there, hither and yonder, leaving Las Vegas, Moonstruck. Um, Moonlight. No. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, No, he was right. (laughs) Moonstruck, you're correct. (laughs) Um, uh, the, The old wild at heart um and i have uh imbibed many yeah connie many a indiana jones as well so i did not know (laughs) why i had not seen this film because archaeology digging stuff by and by digging i mean like digging through stuff i do dig stuff too uh what i had not seen it so i was quite confused myself yeah so 
what the big mystery is why we haven't watched it. I know. It's so dumb. Like, I literally, (laughs) when I was a kid, wanted to be an archaeologist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, this is so, this is 100% films that you guys would like. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I just like, so I, this film also came out where like the Da Vinci Code craze had like taken over the world. And I was obsessed. I watched every documentary about, you know, holy blood, holy grail. And then I got into <laughs> conspiracy theories of like the, the American revolution. And, Guys, like, this was back when oh, conspiracy so theories good. were still fun and wholesome. They were. Yeah. Oh, what a time. If yeah. only we had stayed on that 2004, P-N-R, right? like sort of trajectory. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just, we're just going to glide gonna right glide. past that. I know. That one, I don't know. Yeah. It quite makes sense. <laughs> it's pre-Q. Pre-Anon? Yeah. Pre-Anon, probably. Yeah, because I, I was... Well, I yeah. made it. I, I mean, said I don't P. know what kind of conspiracy theories oh, P-Anon are about. Because it's like urine equals blood? Urine um, equals EMC. Yeah. Well, with all of this high quality humor. <laughs> yeah. Also, I so was, witty. I was. Little... This is all just off the dome, people. No, but also another around. like thing that I in this realm, um, Legends of the Hidden Temple, obviously yes. definitely mm. mentioned a fave. As yeah. a kid, um, yeah. but and, and I also, have both shared. I think that we're great big fans. There was this the reality show around this time called. Um, treasure hunters that I got so obsessed with, which is just like the Amazing Race, but they but like, they had to find treasure. Tre- yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, and they have to like solve for clues. There's it's also like, some Amazing Raceness to this. Yeah, yeah, well. absolutely. Like it's, it's got a bit of it. Absolutely. Um, and you know what? Is Nicolas Cage the national treasure? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, so James, it's his turn to do movie in a minute. Yeah, I don't know uh, if I'm ready, so but let's give it a let's go. Sort of just just take a deep breath. Um, I'll start the timer. Uh, on three, two, one, go. Okay, so Benjamin Franklin Gates is a young boy and then his grandfather walks in, played by Christopher Plummer, and he tells them that there is this ancient history of the Knights Templar and there's this grand, like, big treasure that uh, can be sought. In walks his dad, John Voigt. He's against it. And he says, no, don't believe it, it's all rubbish. And then he grows up. He is Nicolas Cage and he's going to find uh, Charlotte, which is this big ship, and he finds a pipe there and then Sean Bean betrays him. He says, I'm going to get the national treasure because, by which I mean the Declaration of Independence with like a sheet. And then Sean Bean and Nicolas Cage um, try to steal the Declaration of Independence because Nicolas Cage realises that the only way to get the uh, Declaration is to steal it himself. So he steals it with Riley, who is the guy from The Hangover, and he teams up with Diane Kruger in a very piss-poor performance and they manage to steal the Declaration of Independence. There's dupes and steals. John Voight shows back up and then they go into a church and then they discover the fine treasure. Still two seconds left. Harvey Keitel is a part of the Masons. <laughs> All right. Um, so James probably described mm. in quite a lot of good detail there, probably the first act of the mm. film. I got that prelude mm. down. Um, got that prelude yeah. down. Uh, but yes, it does continue. Basically, it is a uh, puzzle that has been left by the founding fathers to this great big vault. And so it involves Nicholas Cage just like going to different American Famous places. Artifacts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Given a bit of history. Artifacts, not too much. Discovering some stuff, you know, all and, of that stuff. And finding the clues, deciphering the clues. Um, deciphering me, Brooke Fraser, good song. Um, <laughs> your, your line deliveries are similar to how Nicolas Cage delivers some of his. I thought I was actually doing a James Cain impression. But well, you know, <laughs> I've, I've been channeling the Cage a little bit. James Cage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so before we move on any further, uh, should we get to our, our, our number one initial? All right. Mm. 
MVP, oh, yeah. Hot most butter. visually pleasing. Um, which I believe, I think we had a full, like, mm. a, an, an agreement during the Well, the, the thing film, is, throughout the film, it was very hard for, like, the, the first half of the film, I'm like, well, I guess I have two, like, kind of maybe choices. Like, yeah. there was, like, Diane Kruger. Diane Kruger is a beautiful, She's a beautiful woman. woman yeah. but, However, she is styled poorly and also for a lot she, of this film. She's, she's got some bad clothes, does not look good, and her acting we'll yeah, discuss yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, and then my other, like, option, if you could call it that, was Justin Bartha, because, like, I guess he was fine. He looks but, like an average man. Yeah, but, like, compared to the competition, he lo- looked by far, for the most part, the some... best-looking man there, but then when he put on his glasses, I was like... I don't know. They definitely, they don't convince me as a yeah. person that really wears glasses. That's what his glasses would look like. Yeah. And he only wore glasses for one scene, which I'm just like, okay, is and he look, the nerd friend or not? What yeah. are we doing? And the fashion, it was a no. No. There is no. some corduroy. There are some bad, like, baggy jeans. Huge there are baggy. some suits with sneakers. There are some things mm. happening in this film. But then there was but yeah. one clear winner emerged. And I think this is, you know, the, the founding fathers and mother. This agreed upon. This agreed, agreed upon, upon MVP. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not in Nicholas Cage. No. <laughs> what? No. no. Uh, so, the oh, guy that we oh, simply called. Yeah, so I have some Okay, well, there's the man another, died. There's, there's a guy that we simply called. Hot no, Hedgeman. I think, I, think I think I'm going to side with James. Oh. You, you go, you go. You go okay, so Hot Hedgeman, I'll just, there's not much to say about him. He's got about four lines in the film. He's hot. He's, he's hot. He's like much better looking than all of the other people in the film. Yeah, he's tall, dark, he's tall. and handsome. Uh, he's, yeah, he's apparently, he's a stuntman. That yeah. has, this is one of his six acting roles. It's so funny, though, because you notice him straight away, because all of the other henchmen... Every, there's character faces galore in Sean Bean's yeah. thing. Like, all of them are just in, like, a array, array of accents. All and of this them one model. And this one model who can run very well and has, like, a one, like, over-the-rooftop chase with old Nick Cage. And he is so um, beautiful that they're going down into the, like, the dark evil crypt. Not evil, but, you know, it's it's dingy. And they're like, no, no, you stay. You, you stay. You're one of the beautiful we ones. We can't lose you. <laughs> Diane. Ah, oh, you can come. You can come. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's me, uh, Hot Henchman. I don't know. I feel like we discovered later through IMDb that his name was Phil, but I don't yeah. remember that being said at any point. Phil, historically, not a hot name. Not a hot name. Yeah, we looked him up and he's a stuntman. I just yeah. love that he's the also, most beautiful looking stuntman his ever. His name is Stephen A. Pope. Pope, historically not hot. Yeah. Stevens, historically not hot either. I feel like a Stephen is a better name than a Phil. Yeah. So his character name was Phil? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right? I'm sorry for any Phil Stevens or Pope's <laughs> listening. I, yeah. I know Pope Francis. I know yeah. you're a big listener. Like, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Who's your um, MVP, Hot Butter? Chrissy P, honey. Um, so at the beginning of the film, um, Christopher Plummer appears. <laughs> and he is... So good looking for his age. It's true. Yeah. I was he like, Eddie. yeah, yeah. I was surprised. I was like, he looks good. That jawline yeah. could still. I mean, De Beers, watch out. Diamond cutting is in. <laughs> and he was hanging out in an attic, imparting knowledge. I mean, like, and then we well, saw this last year can, with Knives Out, and like, it it's, feels like no time has passed. He can, has maintained yeah. his beauty. Consider this, like, um, his son was played by present day John Voight, and his his grandson played by you know. Pasta's prime Nicholas Cage looks wise. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, he must have married an There's Argo. There's some really ugly family, <laughs> yeah. women in the family of Gates. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but he looked amazing. He was so suave. I think the suaveness kind of won me over. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned to my um, other founding um, parents of the podcast, um, uh, yeah, someone who feels British but is not really. Also, in terms of like icons, I'm glad that um, Benjamin Franklin Gates looks up to Christopher Plummer, who is very famously like torn a Nazi flag on on yeah. screen. As Christopher opposed to, Columbus Plummer. Ah, uh, as opposed to uh, John Voight, who he, he thinks sucks. John Republican Voight. <laughs> uh, John, a pretty bad guy, actually. Yeah, Voight. crazy yeah. psycho, um, John Voight. No, uh, my Ray Donovan Trump. <laughs> What? what? I was like, I was gonna segue to Ray Donald Trump. Oh, Donovan. The show Ray Donovan. He's in Ray Donovan. <laughs> so to get this joke, friends, oh, you're gonna so need to dumb. have a number of different pieces All of right, special guys, knowledge. Guys, I've given you the clues. It's the national <laughs> treasure. The police, you yeah, could yeah. have solved it. I gave you all the clues. Um, yeah. So James, my MVP, can you guess? Have you? Do you I believe have all the it. Clues? It's got to be Sean. Yeah, for me, oh, it is Bean. Mr. Bean. Yeah. And by that, I mean <laughs> Sean. Because Sean is, we talked about a couple of episodes ago in Happiest Season that I have my boys. I guess it's not unanimous. And Dan yeah. Levy is one of my boys. And Sean Bean is as well. doesn't matter what he looks like. Um, although he does look good in this film. I, I will contend. I don't think he looks that good in no. this film. Well, well according to Game of Thrones, he gives good head. I think he. Well, yeah, I think he looks like a he looks like a dirty fuck in this film. He's kinda, he does. He he's looks kind of scummy. He's a rough fuck. Yeah, like this character. He's a rough fuck. I wasn't. I wasn't with him at the start when no. he was in all his snow gear, but then later on when he was in that suit, strolling around, ordering people on the phone, and then just grabbing the fucking Declaration of Independence. Grabbing the Declaration? <laughs> off the road and just seeing Sia. I was like, yeah, yeah, he can get it. Like, the only thing that I wish Sean had done different is there's a scene near the end where he's, like, waving his you know, his gun around, which is clearly emblematic of <laughs> of the D. And he, he has an opportunity to just fire it off at one of our heroes. And I would have really loved that he just went that further distance with the villain, but he doesn't. Mm. Um, this is a Disney film. He can't he kill doesn't. any Yeah, but it was just... Different kind of big D. It was something yeah. about that bleach blonde hair and, like, yeah. just around his yeah. shoulders. It's the old yeah. surfer dude, but, like, scummy old surfer dude. Yeah. Past his prize. It's the scumminess. <laughs> that but I'm I get just it. Like, He's, uh, he looks like he would, you know, fuck rough. Yeah. And... <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's this, the vibe. this might be a Disney, this might be a Disney film. This is not a we Disney are not, podcast. We are not affiliated with Disney. Okay, <laughs> well, I, know many, my... I know the rumors are out there that we're bought yeah. by Disney. We don't. We're not going to be on Disney Plus anytime soon. But I just we look... are rebranding a Star Wars mixed bag <laughs> next season. <laughs> we're going to look at all the Star Wars films and TV shows. Oh uh, no! No, I just love that Sean has served us so many different looks over the years. So, like in in as Boromir, we have that classic like mullet kind of look in golden eye he has like the really short like trim kind of hair and i hadn't seen this side of of, of sean and uh yeah it was really nice and didn't die in this film didn't he die not didn't die. Die. made it out although apparently he's not in the sequel so maybe <laughs> just killed him off <laughs> he does through. die in jail later on yeah. um yeah. yeah so uh should we get started talking about our bottles of mm-hmm. this film all of our yeah. highlights yeah um there's a lot 
<laughs> All right, okay. good one, sir. Okay, uh, I, was, on, I was giving a bit of space for the newcomers to the National Treasure world to sort of put their input, but I'm just going to just jump ahead. So, like, this is exactly my kind of dumb action film. Like, this is so stupid. It's such a stupid film. It's so dumb, but it's so fun. <laughs> so stupid. It's, it's so stupid, but it is about just, like, solving puzzles and, like, Put, put, putting the little like key in the thing and then you turn it and then the big ancient button presses and then the cobwebs part and there's stuff it's like very like you know let's run around and solve riddles and then we've got to climb a tower at the right time yeah it was it's, it was when Nicolas Cage was like digging out the the brick with a mason symbol on it and getting these old <laughs> Benjamin Franklin glasses and I'm like this is like a huge escape room yes. and Cass was like yes yes do you see now it's like I think it's the thing where it's it, I think generally just fighting type action films or like oh you've got to escape and do physical yeah physical things like i enjoy that yes but like it doesn't hold my interest for like as long generally unless it's like really really well shot like action or something or like really really well done like if it's just big dumb and silly then like it doesn't really hold my interest for the entire film whereas for this one the the, the thing that is so stupid is like just the premise itself well, the it, like it, the essential things they're doing in each scene well it was fascinating <laughs> like because like, i grew up on indiana jones and that was my bread and butter and mm. indiana jones is like he is a scientist i mean not a scientist archaeologist but like he does wear the glasses and he does teach and he does know his shit but really and it's, he's hot He's hot. Oh yeah. But he's like he's like a he's like a jock archaeologist. Yeah. And he, he punches and he fights and like, you know, you get that five whip. o'clock shadow, he's got a whip. <sighs> this is a much nerdier hero. This is Nicolas <laughs> so Cage with a beer gut who cannot We're run. We're expected to think Nicolas Cage fucks in this film. And oh. I'm sorry, friends, but uh, we'll get to the bananas in a but minute. But you believe that he is nerdy? And you, you do believe that he loves history. <laughs> well, I do. Like, the swagger, I mean, here's the thing. Like, it knows how dumb it is because, like, first of all, casting Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Well, this but, is, like, the expectation reality of Indiana yeah. Jones is the expectation reality is Nicolas Cage. But, like, film. also just Nicolas Cage has this, like, swagger that's just, like, he believes everything that he's saying. Yes, there he's is got no, conviction. There's no self-doubt. There's 100% <laughs> conviction. So he is a nerd, but he is also, like, a bully nerd. <laughs> like, just, yes, true. Just, he commands the room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's... A, it's he's just the so king many... of Comic-Con. <gasps> That's a good title. Mm-hmm. Not that for later. There's okay. so many things that I enjoy, like, so many different types of films that I enjoy mm-hmm. wrapped up in this film. Like, mm-hmm. you've got a heist. Mm-hmm. Like, I love a heist of like some sort of thing that's the first sort of third of it is them stealing the declaration of independence and like plans and how they're going to pull it off and gadgets and all that stuff then there's the puzzle solving the the treasure maps the trails the like you know sort of outwitting each other and it's got you you know your your amazing race style like you've got to physically run but also you've got to do a puzzle when you get there so it's not just about who can fight best it's about who's smart Mm. Uh, this is exactly what i want like i want this to be like a full-on like um you know theme park like yeah something like this like if i was an evil billionaire i would use my evil billionaire money to like <laughs> just like have people commission different like you know 
scenarios, like conspiracy scenarios that I have to solve every month. <laughs> yeah, and you're getting at that because, like, the last, like, third has, like, yeah, it's like a haunted house. kind. Mm. Of, well, not haunted house, but, like, it's, like, old, like, dusty corridors and everything's falling. It's, like, video game It's the part energy. that feels much more, that's, like, the Indiana Jones yeah. section of it, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's, like, you've got the Ocean's Eleven section at the beginning. You've got the, like, Amazing Race section in the middle. Mm, you've yeah. got the Indiana Jones section at the end. Everything is very Da Vinci Code. Mm. Um, oh, it's, God. yeah, plus you've got some little, like, American history studies which is hippered through yeah. and all throughout you've got these line reads from Nicolas Cage who is like a, a horse that has been lit out like a wild horse that will just give you the craziest line deliveries and somehow they work oh. you just got to step out of the way oh. Turtle Taub um, who uh, also directed The, director, the yeah. Meg um, just like lets Nick run wild um, with some yeah. of his deliveries and they, they work. It's not full on like I bad lieutenant. It, I feel like he's, he's, he's constrained in some way. He's within the studio system. That's like, true. But know, like he, he'll still like do odd little choices that you're like ooh that's that's that little cage spice. We did know a couple of moments where we were like definitely if this wasn't owned by Disney he would have like sworn there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Some yeah. frustrating moments and you can see it in his face. You can see him trying really hard to not say like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit where the declaration is lost and um yeah, Riley, the the dude from the hangover. What's his name again? His name is Justin Bartha. He is the guy who um is like the the, the guy who is the, the groom. The groom. The boring one. Yeah. Um Jesse Eisenberg's best friend in real life. I don't know how I know that. Um uh, my mind. Um He's lost it and and the cage is just like <clears throat> and he does a little thing with his hand where he like Oh, he would have sworn the house down. Yeah, I yeah the casting of Nicolas Cage and also I think the casting of Harvey Keitel, who like also welcome. I know, just like the this yeah. this type of character, this this kind of smarty smarmy smartass like he's just kind of like he's just a classic boss. Yeah, like he's he got does, those Larry yeah. King suspenders we know. He does, on yeah, absolutely. Like, well, like and how boss. how he's introduced is similar to like how he comes in and um in Pulp Fiction as the wolf, where it's just like, all right, what's this mess? Let me fix it up. Like he just starts like okay what the fuck's going on let's find out do you know what occurred to me what doesn't do a lot in the irishman does he no no he's just he's just the <laughs> big there. boss yeah 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 he's just an intimidating like presence I, I did not see the irishman i don't know and yeah. i don't intend to well that's fair yeah. <laughs> it's not for me three and a half hour yeah but chaos yeah no, maybe three yeah. hours sounds like a wild ride <laughs> <laughs> um, um other things about this film. sean i mean we covered already but sean i think is really really enjoyable as well he's like a good it, villain he's got like yeah. a sort of it's kind of the thing where i love know, that the Nick villain Cage is, is trying also to be... upfront though like yeah like, like you know who it is there's no double right cross away. yeah it's very much like they betray he betrays him like right at the start yeah the first kind of which was refreshing yeah. yeah um and i was worried that like we wouldn't get like the bean time, um, you know, time with bean. Um, <laughs> bean <say>. dad. <laughs> I wouldn't get to spend time with my dad, um, Mr. Bean. Um, but at the end, yeah, he really, they they hang out together. They're both trying to find the declaration. Um, or rather the treasure. And uh, Well, yeah. they're not, I don't know if they hang out together is exactly the right <laughs> word. They're kind of like kidnapped by him, I yeah. guess. But like, yeah, we see sort of how um, 
Nicolas Cage and his team kind of use all their smarts and their history knowledge mm. to solve various riddles. And then he and his gang of like guys kind of just like blunt force it and yeah. still manage to get there. Man, you just reminded me in terms of Nicolas Cage using his logic to solve a situation. The first um, when they're scene, in the boat and he has to yeah. solve a riddle and he's just like saying things and he's, thinking. Yeah, We're, and there's no chance we could have got that riddle ourselves. But no, it's just the conviction that he's. But saying just watching that. him like do a thinking face. Yeah, yeah he's just barreling through his thoughts. He's just. <laughs> Like oh, but this it connects to that. This it's really went to his mind palace. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He cracks yeah. open a pipe and he sees that there's something on it. He just immediately stabs his yeah. thumb. Instead of being like, we should get some ink for this, he's like, blood. It's the only thing that I have. There, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah uh, this is and like the mystery of it is like genuinely kind of thrilling. Like we are like jumping from place to place. I loved so we there's a, a point where Nicholas like. In terms of the the style of this film, he wears glasses, um, and most of the costuming uh, leaves something to be desired. But that that look on him was uh, particularly effective, and I, yeah, I just loved all the little different puzzles and the little. Yeah, stuff. I think that's the big appeal to me. It's just like one, it knows how dumb it is. Yeah, like especially some of the line readings, like make it sound like when he busted out. Benjamin Franklin Gates as <laughs> his, his name, name. Yeah. <laughs> sir you are barking up my alley um, but um, I mean yeah this is the film that famously has the line I'm gonna steal the declaration of independence in it which like yeah and 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 also just just the general um yeah the puzzles I love the puzzles I love that it's peppered in American history which I'm curious about like it's it's interesting the lore the mythos it is very much post like da vinci code world and that it is like we're gonna just take some stuff and gonna blatantly do things that are not any in any way true with it. pre-movie though so you know <laughs> yeah it was right in that sweet spot before it, i like, wonder if they saw out. nicholas cage's hair and they were like well we can do like, the same thing tom, for tom. tom you can we can fit you for a wig that is, <laughs> oh, really, that's again. what people like yeah that hair is a biff I'm sorry, oh, Tom. yeah, that here's a bit. I mean, Da Vinci Code is a film. Like, maybe that's a big spin. I know. Oh, yeah. oh definitely. Yeah. 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 Someday. Uh, Paul Bidney uh, as an albino, like, whipping himself. Like, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Ian McKellen, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, uh, th- th- there's other stuff in this that is really delightful as well um, that I want to get to, but also it's kind of like some of that's like crossing over yeah it's Should like we a, get into it's it? a get bottle into banana. bananas i think we're just circling the drain here we're all right just like, let's yeah. move to the bananas and then we'll get to the interestings in the middle yeah. we don't have a name for yet yeah well like one thing that's like a bottle banana is like there's a moment where uh nicholas cage is is listening to diane kruger's character and she's saying something really compelling and instead of just oh my God. looking interested, he does something more. He pushes it to the limit. He lifts up his hand and holds it close to her cheek, so close, <laughs> as if he's like, oh, beautiful, amazing, incredible. It's like he's just about to graze her cheek but never does. Yeah. It's like the, like... He's the worst it's the worst form of like are you like, of edging it's like are you gonna touch are you not gonna we're, about, <laughs> we're all just like yeah no Ooh. are you gonna touch Ooh. i think for me it was less are you gonna touch a more like personal bubble yeah well, wave, that's the thing. but also the, then the hand <laughs> turns into like a claw yeah but that's like... the thing like the, the power of the claw is that diane is also compelled to put her hands up <laughs> and like gesture to his face 
Um, I'm like, what? Is this chemistry? Like, yeah, maybe so, I failed. Like, maybe if we bring more limbs into it, maybe then some so sparkle happens. A big banana of this film, probably the biggest banana oh of this God. film, yeah. is the central romance, which for some uh, God knows how what, what what reason they decided that Nicolas Cage and Diane Kruger should be a couple, which just age wise is not good. Like also, they don't seem to be the right age whatever. for this relationship. Like not like in terms of like a yeah. Sometimes it could work. That's par for the course just, in Hollywood, though. But I feel like it's one of those ones where it does just doesn't work, and you're just no. sitting there being like, oh, he's too old for her, which yeah. normally like, you can get away with in Hollywood. So when it doesn't work, well, you notice it. It works know? when they have chemistry. And the problem is, yeah, I feel like at least Nick seems to be working hard yeah, they're, at the he's chemistry. Trying. He's trying, but it's um, not happening. I think in a couple <laughs> of scenes, Diane was also trying, but her general acting style which not, we'll get into in a little bit not good in this film no. like she's just not good no. in this film yeah and they like I, yeah they didn't really because i was just again my reference point is indiana jones where like the kind of female lead like either needs to be like really headstrong and is like pushing up against him shout out to karen allen totally <laughs> or like absolutely like and i don't know how effective this one is but um like screaming and like crying and being like oh monkey's brains and stuff like that which is temple of doom kind of vibe and then the third one, she betrays uh, the female lead betrays. But like, well, I think with Diane, here... she's she's trying. Yeah, we get like that. She is supposedly like an expert. She's a, she's Doctor Chase, Doctor Abigail, Abigail Chase. Chase. Yeah, um, okay. and she works at the uh, the museum where the declaration is. Yeah, sure, so she's like the head honcho. There. So she's like yeah, one of the like lead people of the museum. So she's clearly like an obsessed historian as well. That's what they're supposed to be bonding over. She's got a collection of history. coins, but she's missing she's one. She's missing one, but he happens to have it. Um, and yeah, it's just I feel like. She's not particularly convincing. No, she doesn't have the gravitas. She doesn't have the gravitas to believe that. Well, she, oh, she's a person that's like studied. This she's for just many like years. completely miscast because, like, one, like, it's fine that you cast a um, you know, a German actor in this role, but it doesn't really it make doesn't sense. It Really makes like, sense. Like, they why? have like a line to kind of cover the fact that she's like clearly like not American born. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, well, but any of us can be American, and I guess that was their nod okay. to like diversity, which yeah. I'm like, this is a white Very film. Poor. This is yeah. a white film guys yeah you get yeah. a 2004 cast yeah. where it's like we, we started the film and there were just like every version of like a white guy yeah, yeah they like have all the white accents Australian in there. Got, maybe Irish maybe English maybe there was one actor that seemed to like change accent every yeah. time he spoke yeah so yeah so Diane is like you know doesn't seem I mean she's German which is whatever um she's not uh, doesn't seem to be qualified for this role, doesn't have the gravitas for yeah. her actual job, and she doesn't have chemistry for like the, um, romance, the romance. romance side. She had more chemistry with Riley. Yeah. yeah. Which um, was a point that we thought we were watching it being like, like this seems like a way better thing rather than making her have a romance with Nicholas Cage, give her a B plot with the other guy. And know? it's cute because it's like she knows a lot about history, but yeah. he knows a lot about like computers and solving like yeah. you know, like doing that's all the sort of nerdy things and then yeah. like they kind of like don't like each other at first, but then they fall in love. Like that's cute. Then the and then Nicholas Cage goes, oh, "Okay, cool." And then Nicholas walks Cage, into a sunset. Nicholas Cage wins the respect of his father. Like exactly. it's fine. We have enough relationships for him. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just. 
It's like, first of all, her acting style. She is not giving. Go, girl, give us nothing. There is a well, point where she, she, she tries to give us something uh, in the scene with the van where she has just like had a wild stunt scene and it was very impressive. She's sort of hanging the off the back of the, of the yeah. van and getting like pulled from van to van there's trying some to hold on skillful, to the decoration in a yeah. tube the whole time. And there, there's like a fun thing we didn't mention in the bottles where like the, um, the declaration is like... Uh, subbed out and they like get like a um a, fake a copy one, one and give it to Shondin. Yeah. Uh, but then when she like lands in the van, she is like, what is going on? Like it is like <laughs> full hysteria. Her reactions are just like because then later on a henchman falls to his death in front of her and she just sort of vaguely raises one hand over yeah. her mouth. She with just no expression change. Yeah, she just doesn't <laughs> seem to have like the life experience for this role. You yeah, know, like I don't there's know. no grounding in it. Like I would have like preferred like a Laura Linney or something. Like I mean she's probably too smart for this one, but it would have been fun. A fun thing in her filmography. Yeah, like I feel like there are some people that can pull off like I'm the head of a museum. Like I yeah. feel like I can pull off that she's interested in history, but she just seems like like, not that she would be the head of the museum. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's the bread and butter of the role. I think the key thing is, like, connecting with your co-star and that kind yeah. of chemistry. Like, and I, yeah, think, if, if I it, think it's a very tough challenge if, to be given Nicolas Cage, who is, like, quite an odd man. If the chemistry like, is there, we could have overlooked a few yes, things. Yes, I think so. Because they have this, this dialogue that's, like, um, I guess witty repartee or like something and it's, it comes off as just mean on Nicholas Cage's oh, part well, and she's just like giving him nothing just like being mean to each other and just <laughs> but not in a charming way smart, and you're like I don't know like, it's not funny the moment they fall in love is when like they funny like do the lemon thing on the back of the um, yes yeah, so they, they, they solve <laughs> the way that they like because of course it's not just written in normal ink the map that's on the back of the Declaration of Independence mm. it is uh, like sort of invisible ink situations they've got to put some lemon juice on it and then they have to warm it and so of course they warm it with, with their, their breath. breath and they're like <laughs> and they both blow it exactly the same <laughs> and then you can see the spark in their eyes and like oh. <laughs> but it's just yeah it's it's not that was, working that for made us. me laugh though. I love I that know. scene because well, it was like I mean I saw the intended effect. It made me laugh. It's stripping oh. it right back to the essentials. They don't have to deliver lines. They just have to breathe together, <laughs> and they could do that. But I mean, like we were saying, she has chemistry with Riley. She there's a scene. There's a moment with John Voight where she looks at him. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I don't know if it's really her. Maybe fault. Maybe it's just a total mismatch of actors. Yeah. Yeah. Mismatch of actors, and I feel like yeah, some scenes she's being directed to go really histrionic and like very like over the top I and sometimes that might be down on the direction yeah it might be because I mean if I had just seen this I'd think she was a terrible actress yeah. but then I've seen her be good I mean like if you saw Inglourious Bastards yeah. she had that one scene where she was playing this like old Hollywood German actress mm. dynamite scene yeah she's so great in that scene she's no Shoshana though I preferred Melanie Laurent, but enough about me putting women against each other. <laughs> um, other bananas of this film. Um, that that the romance is a is a big one. Like it. Could, I feel like that is like the the leading one for me. Yeah. Um, the uh, the but... whole um dad and son relationship. Yeah. Could not give a shit. Yeah, we like, probably didn't need to have the whole like, oh, my dad gave up on the treasure many years ago and now he hates me for some reason look, because I still like the treasure. John Voight was giving me like camp though, and he was just like, it's another clue. Anytime like Nicolas Cage opens his mouth, it's another clue. Yeah, it's this whole thing where he's like, you'll never get anywhere. All you'll get is more clues, and they'll just lead to more clues, and you'll never get to the treasure. Which I'm just like, but 
canonically in the story, mm. you've only ever had the one clue. He's the first generation to actually solve it. Like, it's how many... Yeah, it's searching grandparents. for Charlotte. Yeah. 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 But it's like, surely, like, when the first... The one clue you had gets solved and you start, you know, beginning the trail, you'd get interested at that point rather than just being like, ah, it's just clues. It's not like he's been on a trail and he gave up. Maybe yeah. he's jealous. Uh, there's a lot of like dotted throughout the film like little plot points like that that don't really make sense there's uh, like like honestly I'm just a script yeah. level yeah. Like, like first of all why is there no manhunt for like the declaration <laughs> of independence totally <laughs> why yeah. is there like no, like obviously we saw in real life there's no real security in the capitol building but you like you can just wander in come on you just wander in he had it <laughs> but in movie world yeah you think the the media attention. he does do the classic like disguises as the janitor and then there's oh a suit God. underneath unzips oh, yeah. he's got a suit I, on I also love that when they were planning the montage of, of the whole plan it, was, it reminded me of the iconic um, you piracy video at the at the beginning of it DVDs it feels like there's some you the wouldn't same music steal in the a background car. <laughs> you wouldn't steal the declaration of the independence. There are also but some animations. Steal her heart. Uh, there are some animations to accompany it as well, of like a big vault going clunk and things yeah, like that, just to really hammer home. home. Like just that it's going to be like, a con. Two thousand four Scorpion yeah. King kind of CGI energy. Yeah. There's Bart- also a bit where Riley, during the middle of this sort of con section of the film, goes, "Our whole plan is working." <laughs> which I found very funny because it's like we had to put just that line in there just, lines are just, just like, so you okay, knew cool. well, he's definitely um, the character that has to be exposition yeah and then also like some of the comic relief like all of the comedy that they try to do uh, int- d- intentionally just falls absolutely <laughs> yeah, flat yeah the comedy is bad this is yeah. not a good dialogue film yeah but all of the unintentional comedy really is funny. beautiful oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, Justin Bartha was fine I just wanted to note that he was playing an Elijah Wood role Mm. This is definitely... They couldn't afford Elijah in 2004. Well, I feel like like he was fine. He was fine. He didn't, like, pop. And I feel like... No, 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 he wasn't. He's not a star. Yeah. I mean, he's not a star. But, like, there's the reason why he's the lesser best friend, okay? Yeah. (laughs) And I was like... that. Because if you need your guy to pop, you need that kind of charisma. And I feel bad. Was he part of the four in The Hangover? No. No. He was the groom. Yeah. But, the groom. <laughs> Do you mean the gout? <laughs> I don't know what the groom means. The groom. The groom. Who's the groom? Was the groom in the hangover? The groom? I was like, he was the groom. It was one of the brothers. <laughs> no, I was like, he just brothers brought the whole thing. Mixed bag. Anyway. Yeah. He just brought the whole thing down. He's the groom. <laughs> the groom. <laughs> one of the groom. Who's the groom of this film? Hopefully, we're all the groom of the film. Yeah, the, uh, the groom of the film. Um, the, yeah, yeah. Hot butter. Who's the groom of the film? Um, I think the groom of the film for me was Diane Kruger. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. The only female a role worth nothing. <laughs> the only female role. The the only the female Although role. we were picking who we would play uh, if we were in, cast this in this film. And the one that cast picked, she was like, oh, I'd be her, like, showing bullets and stuff. She yeah, just kept on just, getting extra a, lines. It's just a police woman that goes, like, we've found him. And things but, like that. And I'm like, I, I could do that role. I love this. Like, wouldn't it be so fun to just do, come in for, like, a role and be like, hey, I found a body. Hi, it's Mike. <laughs> Calling the it's troops. Mike. Yeah, yeah, one guy, there's Mike, has a line. He says yeah. his name. Yeah. But and just, 
Yeah. Well, and we spotted like it's fascinating these kind of films because you like you see like some of the supporting cast have like much more successful careers mm-hmm. later on. So like a lot of the staff of High Big Kaitel, like one of them plays uh, Jacob and and Lost. Yeah, but weirdly enough, this guy got a single, single line credit. credit. Yeah, yeah. And we were just like, what else has he been in that he was that famous at the time? So that's Mark Pellegrino, um, who I recognize as yeah Jacob from Lost. But if you're like, I'm a huge unintentional. <laughs> I'm a Pellegrino stan. Yeah, yeah. Like, then you. He's can... no Sam Pellegrino. <laughs> and one of the other officers. If you're a Stan Pellegrino. Oh, I was a Stan Pellegrino. Then, you, then please write in and let us know why this is, you like This him. is now a um, sparkling yeah. water podcast. Um, one of the other officers is um, Eric King, who uh, is famous in Dexter, which I know neither of you have seen, but in the first Goloff season. King. Yeah. He, he has says, about three bits Sergeant in James Dokes, uh, who says, surprise, motherfucker, in Dexter. Dexter's coming back, weirdly. Don't know why oh, they're doing why? that. Okay. Why? No clue. If it's not Dexter's lab, I'm not interested. Yeah. Remember when Michael C. Hall was a big thing? I was, yeah. He was like one of my favorite actors. And now his career? Musical? His career? Six one? Feet Under. Okay, that's just one for me. Was it, wasn't he in the musical? He's a yes, musical? Yeah, so there was a, this is a side note, everybody, but um, uh, maybe two years ago now, there was a half an hour live Broadway show that Skittles the Food oh, made. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Which, I think I've heard uh, of this. He was the star of. Yeah. Um, and there is a soundtrack. I think it's available on Spotify. But mm. yeah, it's mm. a thing that happened because companies have money. It's funny because they have a bit too much money. Biggest murder, his career. Mm. Oh. Why am I dunking on Michael Seal? He's a cancer survivor. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> true. But then he then he broke. He dated. Oh, that's the Jennifer weird thing Carpenter. With, with yeah. um, oh, was it Jennifer Carpenter? And oh, yeah. a hole. Uh, well, he he was dating the person that was playing his sister. Yeah, Jennifer Carpenter. Oh yeah, Jennifer Carpenter. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and so they have all of this chemistry <laughs> with their brother and sister on screen. Hey. It's quite weird. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I think I don't know if this is true, but I think they didn't end up being mother and sister in the film, and then they made the characters date. Maybe that's a thing. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, with a from different. And I think he families. may have also dated Rebecca Hall, and they have the same last name. That's weird. Twins. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, should we talk more about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall cast. <laughs> I mean, he's on Gamer. Is that a mixed bag? I'm curious. He's doing What a... the fuck What's is Gamer? Oh, wait, Gerard Butler. Is... Okay. Oh, Gerard no. Butler's Gerard Stan. No, can I just... I mean, I, he, he was part of my childhood. Okay. Um, I haven't Jimmy's seen this. boy. But apparently... No, he's not. He's not one of Jimmy's boys. Uh, wow, it's, it's a line in the sand. Oh, I'm on Gerard, Gerard Butler. Um, he's the Phantom and nothing more. No, so Gamer, Gerard Butler, is a video game character. And you, like, control him. Is he Rick at Ralph? Yeah, but he's real life as well. So it's just like... But he gets controlled by this these, like, kids. Oh, but, like, he's a guy and you can just okay, start controlling cool. yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy's life. Yeah. And then Michael C. Hall is, like, the video game creator. And he's doing a very broad accent, and uh, basically, it's it's Gerard Butler leading the revolution. Um, my my favorite um, small part in the film is the lady from Urban Outfitters, who oh, was yeah. very snarky <laughs> and did the assignment correctly. Yeah. Also, the Urban Outfitters um, changing rooms. Oh, terrible! They have so like you know bad. how you have those weird bathroom stalls where sometimes they just don't really do the whole door. They're like we're yeah. gonna save money on door, and we're gonna only do like a little bit at the bo- the top, middle, in the middle. I feel like they measured the doors out so that it, like the, literally the doors conveniently are exactly we're just, just so above. 
of the shoulders the of Diane's <laughs> shoulders. Yeah, the clavicle. Like, just the clavicle, sexy clavicles. Like, and then and we're like, that's not, if a, if a woman that's taller than her, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. going to be some <laughs> girls, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh They don't God. do changing rooms like that. Well, and also, the costume designer, oh, Miss yes. Thing. This is a huge banana. the costume design. Yeah. I mean, I we know the early 2000s was a rough time in fashion. It was a bad time for fashion, but, it, but it's just there are nothing fits. There's a point I where Nicholas Cage is wearing this one t-shirt that is just like a weird like it's like his belly is showing out as he's running and just it's not flattering and like layering is usually you know a lot of people's like lifesaver the layering in this movie it just makes everybody look bulky and uncomfortable so like this is why diane kruger could enter the the crypt is you know like it has a seven and under um restriction so she's maybe an eight and then you know the clothes just they take it down, down to a six a point nine. Sort of, yeah. so, down to to the um, grim. Yeah, <laughs> grim of the film, honey. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, <laughs> I gotta say the the styles. Oh, oh yeah, you go. I I just I mean she did the the costume design did one good thing which is like the silhouette of her ball gown. The I ball enjoyed. gown. She looked very nice in the ball gown. Yeah, it looked cheap though. Gonna say the dress looked cheap for like a ball, but, but the also, silhouette like, I appreciate. She works at the she's museum. Like, yeah. She's not one of the rich donors that comes yeah. in to like give the money. Two things that reminded me of. There's a shot where Nicolas Cage is running from <laughs> oh from Hot Hitman, mm. and um and you can just really tell the strain. Like it's a <laughs> shot of Nick actually running, and he's like, oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're He's like no Tom Cruise. Yeah, we're turtle top is like run as hard as you can. I'm just imagining, and then yeah, um, yeah, Tom Cruise famously does a full sprint. This you could see the strain in his eyes and his whole body. And like, if this was realistic, the henchman would have caught. <laughs> yeah, if this was realistic, they would have been shot in the back multiple well, times. Well, and they started shooting in a graveyard, which has like beautiful tombstones. It's like a graveyard in like Pennsylvania. Like, a historical like, like, graveyard. Yeah. It's, it's the people that came over with like on like the Mayflower. <laughs> yeah. They're just desecrated <laughs> by like shooting over their tombstones. Yeah, this isn't yeah. really a bottle or a banana, but like just interesting things. Yeah, at the start of the film as well, like the Charlotte, which is this huge, beautiful <laughs> boat, which is probably of massive also, historical like, significance. Well preserved it underneath is the ice. Buried in ice. Way. It's buried in about a foot of ice, <laughs> by the way, as well. It's like pretty close. It's like, you know, you could just kind of hit it a few times with a little pitch thing. What yeah. Are they, what are they called? Not pitch, 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 ice pick? Ice pick. Yeah. 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 The pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pitch fork. The grim of the film. Um, yeah, Nick hits it like six times and he finds a bell or something. Um, yeah, and then they just desecrate that, which is kind of like, you know, action film. It's, like, it's done. It gets blown up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of there's historical wild... documents that get blown up. Yeah, um... some wild sequences there where um, Riley gets asked like, oh, how could a ship end up here? And he gives this massive monologue of like, oh, well, thermonuclear, like, activities underneath the water and this thing and this and that. And then you're like, ah, science. you learned all of those lines and yet it did not add up to a joke. (laughs) Yeah, knife, Felicia. There's there's a great sequence where (laughs) Nicolas Cage is so unhinged where he, like, lights a flare around all of this gunpowder. And I was like, what are you going to do, Nick? They just call it, weirdly, they just started calling him Nick, like Nicolas Cage. (laughs) 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 And then he's like, 
I need to see if you can catch. And he throws the flare. Basically just wild. I just stuff. just love the random like um, slow motion stuff, which always takes me out in like oh. late 90s, early 2000 film. Oh, man. When they do the slow-mo and action sequences. and I'm When like, you eventually oh. do your Lord of the Rings rewatch, man. I know. There is yeah. oh. slow motion and fellowship. <laughs> you know when, so uh, great slow mo and when they deployed that slow motion, do you remember? No, I don't. Oh, my gosh. It's been so, 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> they deploy slow motion when the declaration is in this tube right <laughs> and then someone oh a cyclist mm. a cyclist knocks into diane kruger oh, i thought we still i thought we were still talking about lord of the rings i was like no. the cyclist <laughs> no a, a cyclist <laughs> knocks on a bike uh, yeah, <laughs> into, yeah yeah knocks into samwise yeah, yeah. gamgee um knocks into diane kruger and it Goes into the middle of the street. Okay. Everything's slowing Everything. down. <gasps> there are too many close calls with traffic in this well, film. Yeah. For my ah, like, so many people almost get hit by traffic. Well, also, well first, also a, first a, a car goes over the declaration. You think yeah, it's going to slice it in two with a wheel. Triple the declaration. Doesn't do it. Goes. They run forward. Diane goes forward to pick it up. And then suddenly a massive truck is coming. She has to get pulled out of the way. Anyway, it's like we were all like screaming in terror because suddenly <laughs> the stakes were so high. I'm like, what is the canon oh of God. this film if like the Declaration of Independence like, <laughs> got destroyed in the Right? Yeah. yeah, what if they did the lemon trick and it just disintegrates? Like yeah. they are like, you yeah. know, they're in prison What for if life. they took it out of its like hermetically sealed chamber and it just shriveled? Yeah. That's what paper does after a certain time. Speaking yeah. of like that Thing. This is a tangent. Have you guys seen the um, Mickey Blue Eyes clip of like Brad Pitt going into traffic? No, isn't that um, Meet Joe Black? Meet Joe Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mickey yeah. Blue Eyes is the Hugh Grant one. Yeah, yeah. where he kissed just kidding. <laughs> well, it's like, absurd. Well, the whole thing is like so dumb. Oh, the bit before where they keep looking back oh. at each other. Yeah, it's, he's oh. like the love interest, except he becomes dead. Oh. After yeah, that. it's just they just it's him and the love his love interest that just keeps sort of like turning around, looking over yeah. their shoulder and smiling at each like other like six times. Oh my god. Oh, they're not looking at each other. They're they're looking at different times. Yes, they keep missing oh. each other looking back. Yeah. They're like, look. Oh. And, and you don't know where it's ending to. And then, and suddenly, then suddenly it's like, doof, doof, by doof. six cars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Um, another, like, you know. You know, just interesting thing about this film. Not very um, hairline friendly, I must say. No. Yeah, all the, I was going to say. The hairlines were, uh, yeah. The hairlines were, were high. <laughs> we get, and the wigs that they do try to do, which aren't many, when John Voight has to wear a wig and look like that he is a, young, young. a younger oh, man, yeah. um, <laughs> it, it fails. Let's just say that. Yeah. I also found the, the goatee of Riley, uh, you know, not so strong. Like, uh, I didn't remember no, he had a goatee. No, oh, I did notice like, that at one point. And it was thousands. not the, it was no, yeah. no, absolutely not. Um, well, should we get to our bag or biffer? Because we are like we're at that stage. pretty far yeah. in. Yeah. Bag or biff. So, um, I don't want to go first, ahead. given that I have, yeah. I've got the longest history of the film. So, I'll go first. Why don't you guys go first? Yeah, this was so dumb, guys. Mm, but it was fun, it was a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm on that same vein. It's uh, it's so silly. It's just yeah. such a dumb. I kind of want to watch the sequel. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious. And Cass is like, no, no, that one's just bad. I'm like, no, well, that's but when it gets know. interesting. We can watch it. We don't need to watch it for next day. Yeah, no, but we can just watch it. It was floated a possible Nick yeah. Cage uh, series. Um, I think yeah, Nick Cage has been in a lot of mixed films, so yeah. I think that could be a good thing. 
Uh, but, well, stay tuned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also mm-hmm. a bag uh, from me. This had a star-studded cast. Not all of them did great. Kind of even the romance, which is pretty much just like a bona fide flop. Um, it had its moments of funniness. Well, I think like, the thing, the, 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 the thing of the romance not working is kind of... Oh, my God. Just in, it endears the film even more. You're like... Do you remember that, that moment where he just, like, they're about to go to the crypt, and then he, like, pulls her over for, like, a classic move I like to deploy in real right. life? Maybe don't try it. Maybe ask first. <laughs> just, like, just like grab the other a yoink, person. A yoink kiss. A yoink into the kiss. Which if if the fight oh okay I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop talking but it could be romantic in the correct in the right moment in the right I think moment it could be romantic oh, not the moment, moment guys no they're about to go into the see the national treasure no. yeah <laughs> like those stepping stones of where the romance is meant to be versus how it actually feels <laughs> and also the one henchman who was like why is like, that never, never gonna that. happen to me. <laughs> It was an attempted comedy. Uh, it just seems like you never kissed me like that, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I would have loved to have I seen that. I thought we were friends. It was just um, Yeah, so it's a bag for me. Um, what a wild ride. Uh, it, yeah, none of it completely works, but uh, there are moments that are amazing. Yeah, not not much more needs to be said. I also, this is a clear bag from me, of course, um, as the, the introducer of National Treasure on the podcast. Uh, it's just so many things I like. We've got some, like dumb sort of like pseudo-scientific archaeology history mush plus escape room plus a heist plus uh, you know a um, amazing race style like jaunts all over the country you know it's 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 really silly it's a lot of fun I want to watch the amazing race Mm. Race. I same I haven't watched in a few seasons me neither I've I've watched it since I was a kid I've never seen it we should do some. We should watch some. We can watch the Jonathan of Victoria season. Oh, oh my god! Uh, is that iconic. is Jonathan, that the classic? The, um, and the and the Christie, C- Colin and Christie season. Colin, Colin and Christie. I don't season know if three. I know oh. Colin Christie. Um, I don't iconic names. villains. Jonathan and Victoria. Jonathan especially. Jonathan is one of the worst <laughs> people on reality television. So how can you fuck people over when you're so far oh, apart? Oh, it's not that. It's not. It's not. Oh. Vil- it's not villainy to the other people. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you can you can fuck people you over. Can, sort you of. can fuck other teams but over. But it's it's more about the God. team dynamic. I guess hiding stuff. Right? The team dynamic. Also, okay, is, is before bad. we wrap, Phil Hogan, is he a go go give her give us nothing host, or is he just doing the right amount? Look. Phil Cogan is a New Zealander. I know. And for that reason, national I treasure. Have to be like uh, yeah. national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. International treasure. Yeah. International uh, treasure. <laughs> I just got a kiss. Oh, he's our very own cage. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that sounds about a, a good time to leave it there. You can follow us on Mixbag uh, Pod on Mixbag Podcast um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com and if you liked us you can rate us on Apple iTunes Apple Podcast rather uh, Podchaser or tweet about us on social media because that is the best way for people to find out about our work we have no idea what our next episode is going to be it's a new year full of surprises so who knows Um, thank you for going on this journey with us and hopefully it's a great new year ahead yeah You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.